What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special edition of the Xander Effect. I'm your host, Xander Dames. I uh, decided to go ahead and do the special edition scene as uh, there's a lot of... Uh, protests going around right now all over the nation uh in regards to um to the passing of george floyd at the hands of four police officers four minnesota police officers and uh it has affected uh, many people all, like i said all over the nation including here in los angeles where uh where mike weekly mike nightmare weekly he is uh the drummer of the band dirty machine who i play here a lot uh he is actually he was actually in the middle of all this that was going on uh, earlier this evening um, in downtown Los Angeles when the disturbances uh, turned from a peaceful protest to uh, uh, pretty much violent. Um, two officers have been injured of the Los Angeles Police Department. Uh, they started up, there was a, you know, mild looting here and there, so they had to come, you know, they had to call in the riot squad. And uh, Mike was actually right there. He was uh, doing a Facebook Live, showing everybody on his Facebook friends list what was going on. And uh, he, right after that, he got home safely and everything, but uh, I had him on the line to pretty much give his account of everything that he experienced, everything that happened at that time. So this is uh, the Xander Effect special report right now, and I got on the line, I got Mike Nightmare Weekly. He's the drummer for a band that I play on the Xander Effect a lot called Dirty Machine. And Mike, right now, like, you, you're just getting home right now because you were in the middle of downtown Los Angeles. Like, how in the <laughs> world did you find yourself in the middle of all that? I was watching your Facebook live feed, and there was police officers and riot gears. That, what, what happened? Bruh, uh, man, yeah, it, you, you got the, you took the words out of my mouth. It's really, uh, it's really happening. And, uh, yeah, I was just coming back, you know, from work and I live, you know, in Koreatown and I passed through downtown, uh, to get through there. And I saw all these, you know, uh, you know, the ghetto birds overhead and someone had texted me, a friend of mine texted me and she was like, yo, the riot's happening. Are you safe? I'm like, wait is happening and then I and then I went I drove through downtown and boom I found myself smack dab like in a mob of people that were already ushering towards Spring Street and uh and I was like yo like where's this happening they, oh it's right over this way and so I parked my car and I was like all right let me just let me just tag along and see what's going on you know and bro it was it was nutty it was it was nuts like and you weren't and you weren't at all like you weren't um protesting or anything you were just trying to get home well at first i was just trying to get home yeah because i didn't even know that i i i'm so aloof to what's happening around me sometimes that i honestly didn't know that the riot was happening here i heard like i you know we'd all been watching the news and there had been uh protests going on all over the place and i heard that you know, it might be coming to LA, but I didn't know what was actually happening. And apparently, it's like three days, four days deep, and they've been doing this. But I work where I work is way up in the valley, so you know they ain't protesting up there. So, but when I saw this, I'm like, oh, I need to get in on this. I I, I will tell you, I I was actively protesting. I didn't know it was right there, but I was like, all right, let's let's do this. But you were protesting in a peaceful manner. You weren't. You weren't being violent or anything. Like these. Like everybody is like starting to become pretty violent right now. Yeah. In fact, uh, it was where I was standing. At, I was standing at the corner of Fifth and Spring. That was where the uh, riot team 
LAPD riot team had bottlenecked uh, local traffic, foot traffic, automobile traffic. They can let you pass through downtown via uh, Fifth Street or Spring Street. So mm. that's where I was standing. And right with little did I know that there that was they had a line of SWAT on one side or a line of riot crew on one side of the intersection and then another line up on the other side. So I was like, oh, snap. I'm like right where they meet, like almost like Civil War style. And I looked beyond the line that they were holding. You could see there were squad cars there. There were fire trucks there. You could see smoke and haze, you know, on either side of where I was standing. So I had to get it on live to show people. I'm like right in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying? Right where it meets. Mm -hmm. So we were standing there. Nobody was... Nobody was throwing anything. Nobody was vandalizing. Nothing like that. But everybody was banded together. Like, they were yelling, Black Lives Matter. They were yelling, like, you know, obviously, fuck the police. They were saying, y'all are wrong. Like, how can you let this go? And, but you can hear stuff popping off, though, at the distance. You can hear, okay, some something was going on beyond where we could see it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and then, and then, and then then, like, you saw, like, a gang of, like, riot crew, like, maybe 30 officers. You can see it on my live feed. I posted both my live feeds. You can see there's probably, like, 20 or 30 of them that ran right past us. Like, they were going to go handle some shit. I was like, oh, no, it's about to go down. So then I was like, all right, let me just get out of here because, like you said, you know, that's where thing, you never know what can happen. And yeah, no, it, 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 gets, it, gets, it gets out of control uh, very quickly, and by the sounds of it, it seems that you were you were doing you, you were doing a peaceful protest, but obviously the 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 atmosphere changed rather rapidly. You know, it went from being peaceful to suddenly becoming violent. I mean, was there a reason that inside of the violence was maybe that police were getting too aggressive, or maybe the people were just like starting to you know maybe there was a few bad apples in the crowd and the protesters that decided to you know start disturbances i mean how how did all this start begin well when i decided to leave i went back to my car like near broadway and i was like okay well now all the traffic is being funneled to a couple streets so i tried to get to seventh i like serpentine my way to seventh and right when i got to seventh street i can't remember what i was turning off from uh there was a there was a congregation of these people they were all just sitting in the middle of the intersection i'm like man that's my right to get on seventh to get back home i'm good like, like let's go but these people stopped like they, all the all the traffic stopped because people were standing in the middle of the intersection and i see this white thing fly into the middle of the intersection and it was on fire and it turned out to be one of those white barricades it was like you know what i'm saying like the orange and white barricades they use to mm-hmm. block traffic mm-hmm. someone had lit it on fire and chucked it in the middle of the intersection wow and then out of the, people started throwing other shit on uh, like in the flyer like their their cardboard signs they're throwing clothes, glass bottles started flying at the fire. They weren't throwing it at the police. They weren't throwing it at other bystanders. They were throwing it at the fire. So it was like a massive bonfire on seven. But, and so the uh, fire trucks started coming around and they tried to get through. People would let them through. So the firefighters just stood right next to my car. You can, once again, you can see it on my, on my live. They were just standing there. They're like, well, they ain't gonna let us do our job. So, let it burn I guess and within minutes the riot crew had ran over to that intersection and they just started popping off rubber pellets they just started lighting it up I was hearing like boom 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 and people would get tagged with the pellets hello 
And and I was like, oh God, I had never experienced that before. Like, never. And you saw people just scatter. And I was like, oh, hey, look at 7th Street. Open right up. Let's go. <laughs> so and I took off, man. That fire got huge, man. It looked like it looked like Gotham City. No, like, it was it, it was insane. I, I, and I know which one you're talking about because there was actually two fires because I was watching the news while this was going on. And there was two fires that were going on. Um, and there was a garbage can that was lit on fire, but you know, uh, police officers put it out with uh, with a fire extinguisher. And then there was a fire you were talking about because I was watching uh, our local news station, Fox Eleven, and yeah. uh, Fox Eleven was flying right above that intersection where you were right there. And I was yeah. I was messaging you. I was like, dude, Fox Eleven's <laughs> right above you filming this. Like it's right above you, dude. It's Yo. Like, <laughs> it was insane. I was like, dude, this is insane. What's going on? And you were right there in that corner, right there right in that there, corner man. where, where, because I was watching your Facebook live and I was watching the news. I was like, oh my God, this is like right there where he's at, like right at that intersection. And, um, Yo. Another thing I did. Another thing I did notice as well, and I was starting to get a little concerned for you, was the fact of the matter that when you were uh, outside of your car and you were standing in that intersection, uh, showing yeah. the police barricade that was right there, somebody threw what looked to be a bottle from above, and yeah. I saw that when it fell. Even the cops like looked back behind them, and I was like, "Dude, you better get out of there, man! They're gonna start throwing stuff from the ceilings." Yeah. Shortly after that, I was like, "Oh wait, they're they're okay." And I, and I and I actually pointed my my camera at the balcony where it came from because they were like filming themselves throwing a bottle at the cops. I was like, "Wow, okay, that's kind of dumb." But I was like, "Okay, you know what? They're gonna start popping off here. I'm gonna take off." But the crazy thing is at that intersection, bro. Like where the if you look at the if you go on YouTube or whatever, and you if you can find the news coverage of that intersection on fire, if you look at the fire truck. And the firefighters that weren't going in, my my car was literally right next to those guys. You oh, I saw that. Me. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I saw that. Yeah, you were you were driving, you were trying to get out of there, man. And it was like, <laughs> and, I, and I also noticed that you were like there was a there was a bicyclist that was blocking your way from getting through. Oh, did you hear what I said to him? Well, I mean, I heard what you said to him, but what, like you know, for the purposes of everybody else, what did you say to him? Okay, for everybody that, that that's listening in, like. This dude on a bike was trying to trap people into the protest. Like, like you can't retreat, you know? Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, I put my window down. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I'm going to run you over. Move your bike. And he, was, and he shook his head. No. And I was like, bro, why are you blocking me? You're blocking the brother? I'm, I'm not the bad guy. Why are you blocking the black guy? Get your ass over there where it's going down. Like, why are you blocking the brother? What? What are you stupid? <laughs> oh man, this is like, this is gonna. It's like they're they're forcing you to protest. It's like, dude, I've already done done my peaceful protest. Y'all want to do your violent protest? That's on you guys. Don't don't love me with that because that's dangerous. Uh, bro, I don't want a baton and a rubber pellet up my ass. I want to I want to I want to come here, <laughs> make my presence, like let them know, like look, all this, all the people here, all of Los Angeles, is right here, and now I'm gonna break out of here. <laughs> like, and, I'm good. And you know what? I mean, this is something that has been boiling over for many years. I mean, remember, you know, like we were talking right before we started this interview, we we're talking about the L.A. riots. I was here for the L.A. riots. I was I was a child when it happened, when about four houses away from me, an entire shopping center went up in flames. And it was the most yeah. surreal 
thing I'd ever seen as a kid. And the thing is that that night, like everybody's saying, oh, this is right. This is not a riot. These are disturbances. Yes, but it hasn't gotten to riot level yet. Trust me when I say that. I mean, when it gets to riot level is when buildings start getting burned down when people start getting injured and going to hospitals i mean this is it's it's insane it's insane how it gets when when it happened in 1992 after the rodney king trials what what ended up happening was so surreal the entire city of los angeles was on lockdown the national guard was called in there was a curfew if you were seen outside of your your homes past 8 p.m you got arrested on the spot I mean, and everything. Yeah, it was it was horrible. The, the the night sky, the night sky was nothing but pink from the smoke of yeah. what happened. I mean, it was it, everybody thought it was clouds. It was actually smoke, and it was yeah. nuts, man. And that's what I'm saying. That I mean, people always say that every 20 years or every 30 years a riot has to happen. It's like, dude, does it really have to happen? It really doesn't. Not like this. I mean, I I get it. I I understand the anger that people are going through. Trust me. I saw the video. I, I, I was in utter shock. I was in disbelief to see that three officers would treat another human being like that, killed him in cold blood. I mean, that was the most horrendous thing I'd ever seen in my entire life that happened in front of me. And, and people, and the thing is that people are always like, "Well, the people that are that are filming should have done something." They couldn't. It was four armed officers, and it would have been. You know, it would have been another victim right there if they would have done, if they would have tried something. Because at that point, if a crowd tries to go ahead and attack officers, they get froggy. They pull out their weapons immediately. So yeah. it was yeah. something real, man. And I mean, as as far as you're concerned, Mike, you know, being somebody you know of of African American descent, I mean, how how are you feeling right now with everything that's going on? I mean, wh- where's your emotions right now in all this? Oh, you know, and it's crazy because I knew that question was coming. And uh, I, I would be lying if I didn't, if I told you that I feel 100% safe, you know, for me and others like myself or others that protect, that, that, that speak in, in protection of me and other minorities. Like, like I, 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 I know that, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to sound a kind of way, a particular kind of way, but I'm just going to be 100% honest. Like when I hear people say, I'm going to call the cops. I'm not just thinking like they're going to resolve a situation. I'm saying that is a risk. That is a risk. But I feel like I'm not safe. And it's not even the cops' fault. Because in my live feed, it's not entirely the cops' fault. In my live feed, I was saying that it's not even, there's plenty of good cops. There's plenty of good people that are are trying to do good things in this world against the odds. And, and they're trying to do their job and do what they say they'll do. True. And but but at the same time, the things that have gone wrong, these these killings, these beatings, the the, the brutality is not addressed proper. And I feel like, you know, it's it, it's going to keep going and it's going to get worse. It's going to be kicked back, as you see right now. And then it's going to have to get even worse than that before somebody actually makes a decision. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to say it in this interview, our, our commander in chief is perpetuating the problem. He is, he is single-handedly going off and saying things that are, that are not making it better. Mm -hmm. And that only makes me fear for my safety 
you too, because you're, you're of Hispanic descent, right? True. Like a, anyone who is a minority or that is a a, a, a uh, an immigrant, like watch your six, watch your back, like because not, not everyone, not everyone is looking out for you for your best interest, and for those who are, you keep them close, but always watch your back. That's how I always feel. Now, on the other side of that, I'm not going to stop living my life. I'm not going to stop doing what I do. I'm going to keep it dirty. I'm going to keep doing a dirty machine and doing my thing and being me because that's that's what I have the the right to do, as do you. And but, that's and that's the truth. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and and that, and that's the truth. And I mean, uh, to reiterate what you were just saying about you know there being some good police officers, you're right about that. I have one of my good friends that I've known since childhood that is an LAPD detective. And I ask him, I ask him about these types of situations, and he tells me, in every single profession, there's always going to be a few bad apples. There's not much we can do about that. The only thing we can do, unfortunately, is just try to do our job the best we can. You know, yeah. but it's unfortunate that these bad apples give us a bad name. And the thing is, and it's so true because he is such a good cop. My friend is like is an amazing human being. He's a he's a father, a, a husband. I mean, he's you know, when he grew up, he grew up among gang members. You know, he's of Hispanic descent. He grew up in a neighborhood where there was a bunch of gang members. That's why he became a police officer in order to fight for the little guy, to fight injustice, to to protect others from these types of elements and. Cops like those, there aren't too many around like that anymore. Some cops just get in there for the for the power trip, you know. Yeah. I mean, I've I've seen a lot of police officers that have pulled me over. You know, it's a it's an interesting story. One one night I was actually, and I actually asked my friend about this. One night I was actually coming home late from from a from a get together I was at with a friends of mine, and a cop was facing, uh, I would have to say probably facing uh, south, and I was going north. And I saw the cop in the shopping mall just chilling right there with the lights off. It was about two in the morning. Suddenly, he gets out of the shopping mall, and I saw him. I was like, oh, he's coming at me. He immediately sped up and started tailgating. And about two houses away from where I live, he pulled me over. And so he comes out of the car, and I was like, and I was like yes, officer. I was polite, respectful, because you got to be respectful. I had my license registration all out, ready for him to, sh to see. And he comes up to me, and he's like, um, hi, how you doing? I was like, I'm good. And he's like, do you know why I pulled you over? I was like, no, officer, I honestly don't. And he's like, you had a tail light off or you had a tail light off. Tell me how he was able to see my tail light when he was facing, when he was facing south and I was coming north. He yeah. saw the, my lights, but he never saw my tail lights. How did he see my tail light? Does he have x-ray vision? You know, I mean, he pulled me over. He was, he was obviously profiling me. You know, he saw me in a junky little little vehicle. He saw a Latin dude behind the wheel. He immediately pulled me over. So, I mean, in, in, my, in my opinion, that was profiling. That was immediate profile because there was no way he would have seen my taillight busted. And, I mean, he let me go because I was polite. He was like, do you have any? He, he actually asked me this. Do you smoke weed? <laughs> I was like, what kind of a question is that? You know, I was like, I was like um, not tonight. <laughs> yeah, that would be a bad time. <laughs> and so he, and he asked me, he's like, do you have any drugs back there? Are you carrying any drugs? I was like, no, here, let me pull. Let me go ahead and lower my window, my back window, so you can take a look. You want me to unlock it too? Go for it. I had nothing to hide, you know? Yeah. And that was, my, that was my thing is that I had nothing to hide from this person. So he saw that. He saw that he couldn't get me on anything. He's like, 
so you live right here? I was like, yeah, I, was, I live literally right there, like right, right there. And he's like, all right, well, get your taillight fixed and have a, have a good night. I was like, thank you. Give him my license, pulled right into my freaking, my, my, my driveway. That could have gone a lot worse, you know, to be honest. Yeah. It, it always could go a lot worse, you know? Yeah, man. Well, you know, the, and the thing about it is, you know, there's validity to when people say, just do what you're asked. You know, I, I, I get that because if you're if you are respectful mm-hmm. and you do what they say, it will low it could possibly lower the uh what what the outcome possibly could be like in your situation. However, we have rights and many people know that they can flex their rights. And I'm one of the people who don't know all of his rights. Now, I know that I'm not up to no good, so I don't mind if someone pulls me over you're going to be sadly disappointed that you wasted your time mm-hmm. unless you give me a speed ticket and I was doing that. But outside of that, if you're profiling me to match the description, bro, you just wasted an opportunity to actually catch the, the guy. Yeah. But um, but that's a whole separate conversation for another time. But back to something that you said about the riot. I was 10 years old when that, when that LA riot, when the LA riots happened. Man. I watched that on the news as a child and I knew exactly what that was about. And that's I guess that's why when, when I was down there when I was down there downtown tonight, I felt like you know what, you can tell when shit's like you know all right, this is bad, like mm-hmm. this is really bad. Mm-hmm. So you can read a scene, but I was and I was waiting for like okay, someone's throwing bottles and attacking cops. People are mouthing off. They got their pellet guns. Okay, you know what, I did my protesting. I'm a, I'll be back for the next round if need be, but. At the same time, I don't want to have I don't want to give these guys a reason to repeat a uh, George Floyd. True, I true. And, and 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 I mean, life is too precious. I mean, and it's so crazy that this is going on. <laughs> Ironically, it hap- is happening right as the governor is reopening things for the coronavirus, and this happens. And it's like, dude, seriously, like y'all y'all just want to stay home now, don't you? <laughs> like it was, like, and 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 that's the other thing is like we're in the middle of a pandemic. And you all are getting together for a protest. Some are not wearing masks. Obviously, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no social distancing. Obviously, it's just another reason to go ahead and spread the virus even more. It's dangerous. Yeah. I mean, but, but but if the cops won't kill you, the freaking virus will. I mean, but I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, though, Xander. It has to be done. It has to be done. Like the the. I get it. Like. The protest has to be done. The voice has the voices have to be heard. Someone has to stand up, and people are standing up. I we, are, we are, we are, and, and I, I am proud to see all the walks of life coming together to stand. I am so proud of that. That lets me know that okay. So you hear that? You hear them sirens in the background? Yeah, no. Right now, I'm hearing uh, helicopters go over over like uh, near my apartment as well. I can hear them. Oh, dude, and I and I live right where the Good Samaritan Hospital ambulance entrance is. My my street tees off at that entrance. So if anybody's injured, they're coming right there. I'm gonna be hearing this all night. But um, this has to be done. It, it like people like we got to keep speaking up. We don't have we don't have another Martin Luther right now. We don't have another Malcolm right now. Now it's on us. It is on every single person. We don't have, we don't have that that particular figure 
to do the hard stuff for us. We all got to do it now. But here's, yeah. but, but my question is this, how far, I mean, how far is this going to end up going? Because I mean, if these disturbances keep on getting bigger and bigger, if these protests keep on getting bigger and bigger, all they're going to do is bring in the national guard and that just ends everything or it'll get worse. And that's what I'm afraid of. Civil, complete civil unrest. That is something when, that's very scary. When Officer Chovid, right? Chovid, is that his name? I believe so. Chovid, when he is locked up behind bars, that will help quell the issue. When when they when they charge the other officers that pinned him, that pinned George down unnecessarily, and then they go to trial, that will help. When justice is finally beginning to be served, that will quell, that will help quiet the storm. But this is a protest about justice. Brutality is is something that happens in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. It happens in, in a blink of an eye. Something something escalates, and someone makes a decision, and now this now we have an outcome. Well, if that's how this is going to be, and these guys. If, our, if the people that are here that are sworn to protect us are doing this, no matter how you cut it, then they need to be held accountable to the fullest extent. Because murder is murder, no matter how you look at it. Very true. Very true. And what they did was blatant, cold-blooded murder, what they did. And it was shot. I mean, what was irritating me is how the FBI was saying, we need to review this. Are you kidding me? What is there to review? The guy was killing him. You have three or four different people, like, their witnesses. You have cameras all over the blocks. I mean, what, what do you need to review exactly? This this is a joke. I mean, and I think that's what probably angered people even more, is the latency of action that there was. It took them, what, two days to, to put this person into custody? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And they said, and, and Minneapolis... I'm a Midwest guy. I grew up playing hockey in Michigan. I've been to Minnesota. It is it is one of the most diverse places you can go to. It is one of the most... I, I've always felt safe at the time I've been to Minnesota. And for something like this to happen in a place where you shouldn't have to fear that, it, it just puts it right on your doorstep even more so. Like now, it, the, 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 the whole idea that there is some safe place, some safe refuge is lifted. And now we don't know what's safe anymore. It's just whatever moment you're in. If I get pulled over by a cop for speeding and that's all I did, but he asked me to get out of the car, I know he doesn't have, like, now it's going to an unnecessary level. Just give me my ticket and let me go. But if you ask me to get out of the car, that means you are suspicious of something. And you don't just have the right to willy-nilly do whatever you want off of a suspicion, Right? Mm-hmm. So, but, you know, but they do have a job to do and we have to allow them to do their job until they cross the line. And that line has been crossed too many times in the worst way. So, you know, I mean, we, I we there was even there was even there was even uh, the the uh, w- one of the captains of the LAPD basically had a press conference today and she voiced. Uh, how disappointed she was in Los Angelinos because she was like, well, you know, we told you that basically, you know, we're we're here to protect you for your safety. We're here with you for your safety. And, you know, as long as you don't 
hurt any police officers as long as you don't damage any pro uh, any uh, private property and as long as you don't hurt one another we'll be fine unfortunately two out of those three things already happened two police officers are in the hospital right now because of protesters and they've already started looting different shops right there near where you're at actually uh they started looting the starbucks that was right there it was all over the news so you know at that point when that happened that's when they brought in the police officers with riot gears and they said well you know you, los angeles you disappointed us you know we were okay with the peaceful protest but now you just disappointed us i mean you know it, it's it's insane man it's insane and i agree with you i agree with you wholeheartedly but it's like one of my friends uh posted actually on facebook and you know also another gentleman of african-american descent and he said you know just because he got he's uh in custody doesn't mean he's gonna get convicted if there's white yeah. judges and yeah. if there's you know if the, and and they're already starting to bring up uh probable probable reasons as to why you know he's not guilty like for example uh george floyd's underlying conditions because they already said he had underlying conditions possible even intoxication of of uh maybe narcotics within the system they're gonna probably try to use that defense to get this cop out of you know out of uh handcuffs oh yeah no they're gonna try to do everything they can to bail him out because that's like having a cop be locked up for murder in public that's a that's a dookie stain that you're never gonna get out and it will it will begin a cavalcade of other accusations and it will make it will bring in stricter protocol on how they handle things it will cause a distrust but number one there's already a distrust there's been a distrust of law enforcement for the longest time it's always been there and number two you know yeah chief of police you know lapd chief of police i understand your 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 concern and you don't want people to to destroy property i understand that but this happened because people are angry and people are hurt people are disappointed and we're in a pandemic all these things together you it, like and you telling angelinos like well do it but just please don't do that okay that's fine that you ask but it's it's lapd's job to rectify the situation and i will say they rectified the situation as best they can i got out safely they used the pelicans but needed to like they're they're doing what they got to do that's their job they are public you know employees and they chose to be prepared to handle that and they, weren't even, and, like, and, they and they weren't even aggressive towards you they weren't even aggressive like because I, I saw that because I saw because I saw the video and I saw that you know they were standing right there they weren't aggressive yeah. to, they weren't even aggressive to a gentleman that got in their face and was yeah. talking madness to them and they didn't even do anything to him either. They didn't try to like, you know, they didn't provoke. They weren't nothing. They were very peaceful and they were like, you know, talk all the stuff that you want. Just don't come near us. That's the only thing we don't ask. Don't come near us. And they burned they burned a plastic barricade and some signs and some bottles. Okay, that's great. They 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 looted, yes, okay, yes. But this is a a a tiny bit of a snowball of a of a situation in comparison to the 92 riot. Oh yeah. And, Almost definitely. And LAPD did the diligent thing to get ahead of it. Like well, because, they got, because they're prepared. They know they they've already they've already like gotten trained from the 92 riots. They know exactly what to do now. I mean with technology and everything else how 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 much we've come 
you know, over the years. I mean, they were actually saying the, the, the police officers already were getting ahead of the ride before they even got there. They knew where they were going to go, how, what perimeters they were going to block, everything. They knew exactly how to map out how to stop this from getting out of hand. Because why? Because they've already done it before. They've learned from their mistakes in 1992. You know, they had another semi, I guess, small disturbance when the Lakers won a championship. You know, they know how to they know how to deal with these types of situations. We've had about six or seven different protests between the Laker riot and now. Like in LA in general. We had a couple really big ones. The uh like the women's march uh mm-hmm. for Planned Parenthood that mm-hmm. happened down here. Mm-hmm. Like that was a peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. Things didn't get out of hand. People mm-hmm. were able to do what they gotta do the more diligent way, the occupy LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, okay, they handled that. But so, and as I sit here, I'm telling, I'm saying the police, aside from my opinions of of matter, of situations, they're doing what they should be doing. I'm not seeing people get hauled off and beat with batons. You know, I'm not seeing, you know, the looters throwing, you know, uh, uh, what they call those, the Russian cocktail bombs. uh, Oh, the Molotovs. Molotovs, yeah. They're not throwing those at windows. They're not rolling over cars. They're not... You know what I'm saying? Yes, police officers get hurt. They did. And and that sucks. But so did a couple bystanders doing some dumb shit. Yep. But it still could have been worse. Now, it's still happening. Like, I hear the cops. Over, I hear the, the, the choppers. You hear the choppers. Mm-hmm. We hear the sirens. They're still doing their job. I don't know what's going on now. I got out. A lot of people got out safely. And that was so, a smart thing to do. That was a smart thing to do yeah. because you were, you were part of the peaceful protest, not a part of the violent protest. So yep. once it started getting violent, you were like, I'm getting the hell out of here. Yep. Deuces. Like, I want to live to protest another day. Exactly. So, you know, uh, but, all, but once again, you can't shame the people for how we feel. And we need that validation. The people need the validation for how we feel. Yeah. Like, people are lighting shit on fire. Yeah. Like, people are getting hurt as this goes on. But an, a defenseless man in police custody was fucking murdered. Yep. You can't, and and that that is a representative of the people. Yep. That is the people. You you've killed another one of the people. Now say what you want to say, but we're not outright going out and trying to kill police. We're not, and we need a representative. We need a leader to validate the people, hold those guilty accountable. And create change, and I'm and and a lot of us. Let's be real, our current leader ain't trying to do that. He's not trying to do that. So what happens? People take to the streets and they say, "Well, fuck it. Let's go do. Let's go let them know then. Let's go let them know." If our leader of the of the of the, of the one of the most powerful nations in the world ain't trying to help make it better, ain't trying to make it right, well then, all right, people. Get your fist in the air and let's block some intersections. I get that. I get that. And I mean, that's just that's just something that needs to be done. I mean, it needs to be done right now. The voices of the people need to be heard. Um, and and again, you know, I mean, it's 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 interesting because uh, uh, earlier today, uh, 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 
she's uh, the reporter for for Fox, or she was a reporter for Fox News. I don't know if she is. Uh, Tommy Lauren, uh, she basically tweeted and said something along the lines of, you know, burning buildings or burning property isn't going to bring him back or anything like that. Somebody responded to that and said, well, y'all had a problem when we took a knee during the national anthem. You know, right. you guys had a problem when we protested then. You guys have yep. a problem with us protesting this way now. When will you not have a problem when we protest? You know? And that was actually a very good point. And the answer to that, for everyone out there, there will never be an okay way for, for us to protest. There's never going to be an okay way because that's against the plan. Now I'm starting to get to my conspiracy. I'm starting to get to like the core of myself. I know that I'm not trying to cause any heat for your for what you're trying to do. You're trying to do the right thing and help give give the voice a platform. But I'm gonna tell you right now, it's never gonna be okay. It's never gonna be okay. It's and we're gonna have to continue protesting. We're gonna have to continue kneeling. We're gonna have to keep doing whatever it takes to get people to wake the fuck up and open up your ears and knock off the madness because it's not done. It's not stopping. So, yes. We will continue to protest. Yes, we will continue to be loud. Yes, we will continue to let you know we have our rights. And we have the right to let you know that we are aware of this. We should be able to live and not fear every person around us. Yes, we will let you know. So like Mal- like Malcolm like like Malcolm said, by any means necessary, right? It means necessary, man. Well, well, Mike, you know, I mean, thanks for uh, coming on and giving, uh, giving, uh, you know, the public a little bit of your accounts for everything that happened that you experienced tonight. I'm glad to see that you're safe. I'm glad to see that you're home. You were saying that you were hungry, so hopefully you get a bite to eat. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully you'll be able to get someone to deliver some food to you right now, man. Yeah, it ain't coming out of downtown right now. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding, man. No kidding. Hey, man, I mean, I appreciate you being on here right now. It's kind of late right now dude please be safe out there dude um you know hopefully la will still be here tomorrow and you can continue on your protests and everything man i you know i'm 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 there with you in spirit um you know and i hope that uh i hope things you know things get settled and hopefully those that need to be brought to justice are brought to justice and tried accordingly yes 100 percent. and xander i want to tell you man thank you so much for you know giving me the time and space to to share my experience and and, and well basically our experience because we're all affected mm-hmm. by this very true and for everyone that's listening silence is no longer an applicable option like if you feel something then you have to do something you can speak on it you can express your feeling you can let people know what's right and what's wrong like we were raised to do that. So the time is now to flex these good morals that we were brought up with. So you'll always have nightmare in your corner. Obviously we got Xander and the rest of Dirty Machine. We'll back you up, but let's do, let's get this done together, y'all. Agreed. And, and Mike, I always say this anyway, this is, this is on, these are on special circumstances, but I still ask anyway, how can people stalk you on social media so that way maybe they can talk <laughs> with you and, you know, maybe even hit you up and be like, hey, when's the next protest? We'll go with you or something, you know? Absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Mike Weekly, that's W-E-E-K-L-E-Y, on Facebook. 
You can find me on Instagram. I'm Stage Lurker, exactly the way it, the way it sounds. S-T-A-G-E-L-U-R-K-E-R on Instagram, Stage Lurker. I don't do Twitter. I don't do Snapchat. But I am always on Instagram and I'm always on Facebook. Y'all hit me up. Let me know your feelings. Let's talk about it. Beautiful. Maybe next time, bring a lunch with you, man. That way you're you're not starving or anything, you know? (laughs) Straight up, man. Straight the fuck up. No doubt. All right, brother. You be blessed. You be safe, man. And we'll talk to you soon, man. Thank you very much, family. You be good. We'll talk to you later. All right, brother. All right. Peace out. Thanks so much, Mike Weekly, for being on this special edition of the Xander Effect. Um, it's it's a very delicate situation that we're all facing right now, um, but uh, unfortunately, this is this is you know these are these are situations that we all need to come together peacefully, uh, do the best that we can, and uh, yeah, just uh, keep on doing what we're doing. We will get through this just like we're getting through the current pandemic. We're getting through that little by little. We'll get through this as well together. So make sure that all of you are safe out there. Make sure all of you are, you know, trying to not get into any trouble because it's it's a crazy time right now and um we, we need to stick together. We definitely need to stick together. Thank you so much for listening to this special edition of The Xander Effect. And remember, music always, always heals all. We'll see you next time. <laughs>